0: Welcome to episode 104 of the
1: LocoMeta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing alright. Casual three oh at the last standard showdown of the season.
0: Noice. Noice.
1: And then, uh, Sounds pretty ne- good. Yeah, next weekend we got the Invitational, and then the weekend after that we got the pre-releases, so.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty hardcore. We got a lot happening coming up here, which is nice, I guess, yeah. but, you know. This is probably week. my last week in a row that I get to play Magic straight, but
1: your parents finally going back home, or
0: eventually, but you know, <laughs> yeah, they when they come and just take the kid, then it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll get out of the house for a little bit. But
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go play children's card games because it's awesome.
0: Nothing wrong with that, but I agree. Yeah. Although Murder Kill did not perform as well this week.
1: But. I mean, it happens. Sometimes yeah. you just that deck just draws terribly.
0: Yeah, uh, it's just like other decks, you know, right? Yep. You win you win some, you lose some, but at least the match that I won I was happy about winning. So but
1: the one match that you won.
0: <laughs> hey, I gotta buy, so that's technically two wins I guess. But Fire. I don't know. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm trying to think, what's been going on this last week? It's been a busy week for us.
1: It's spoiler season. Yeah, it is. Lots of oh, yeah. lots of spoilers going on.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, the day after we finished our recording, our episode, they released the trailer for War of the Spark. And um, yes. uh, I am in freaking love with it. But I'm sure you're sick of me. Blowing my load over it every six seconds.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I I am the one who linked to you the video, after all. Yeah. I'm just like, you might not actually want to watch this, but you should watch this.
0: Well, then I also I automatically got to figure out a reason how it's not going to happen. But
1: yeah, yeah, that's your that's your tinfoil hat theory of, please don't let it happen. But
0: it, it's not going to. It won't. Firmly believe. We'll see. I, I, got, I got a lot of reasons laid out. You know? Yep,
1: You definitely so do.
0: It's, it's good enough, I think, to... You know... Justify I, everything.
1: The more I think about it, the more I think I disagree with you that, like, Gideon's story is completely wrapped up. It's not
0: completely wrapped up, but I just don't think you bring him too far anywhere
1: else. I mean, he still has, like... You know, he still has beef with uh, Heliod himself, though.
0: But you know who else has a beef with Heliod right now? Elspeth. Elspeth. Who but they're going to revive, and who is infinitely more interesting than Gideon.
1: Don't disagree, but you can still have like Gideon be the one who pulls us into Theros. And then they're all like, yeah, see this sweet-ass Elspeth art." It's pretty sweet, Elspethard, isn't god,
0: it? God, <laughs> that art was gas. Yeah, so how would they pull us into Theros if he wasn't around? That is a question. Because they got to so, like, pull us into Theros.
1: Yeah. So, like, basically everything goes on with, like, the Bolas stuff. And Bolas gets defeated. And he's, like, you know, Gideon just has, like, this weird epiphany where he's, like, I basically just killed a god. Yeah. Because Boltless is basically a god. Yep. I mean he literally makes gods his bitches, so yeah. <laughs> So then he's he's you know, like he just has like the thought of like, you know, where it all started and all that. Because you gotta remember he had this really big connection with a Ketra. Right? Yep. Like he's like A Ketra is a god that's actually deserving of being being a god because Hat or er, uh Heliod. Okay, yeah. Sorry, Aketra actually cared about her worshippers, yep. as helia just used his worshippers.
0: Yeah, he's kind of a But like that's ar- very, you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah that that is actually very very Greek on gods point. Also, so so, but then you have this whole thing where we we saw the one spoiler for a poster that said that there was going to be like the four gods that were killed we're going to be eternalized yep, as encoded in, in Lazatep, which means we're going to see eternal Hazret or not Hazret, Aketra mm-hmm. which means that a Ketra, like he, like Gideon can be involved in bringing down said Lazatep coded God. Yep. And then maybe that will like strike a thing in his mind where he's like, I need to go do something about Heliod. Ah,
0: I think that's a, for like a further stretch than my theory, even.
1: I mean, maybe. Like, but I'm saying that's that's a way that you can then pull us into Theros.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, if I, I, th- if, if I had to write the story, though, it would be my way.
1: Well, yeah, that's yeah. Cause you don't want Liliana to die in a horrifying, fiery conflagration.
0: Liliana is wonderful and incre- a more interesting character than many of the characters and has I think has some places she could go.
1: I don't disagree. Yeah. The the thing is, like, there's, no matter what, some people's storylines are going to be getting cut short up in here. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I suppose that's true.
1: There are, in between the five basic lands that they've shown, there are, like, 32 planeswalker sparks all making their way up towards Bolus's citadel.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's, 32 planeswalkers that no longer have their spark, which means they're either A, dead, or B, incapacitated. Yep. And I mean, they blatantly just flat-out murdered Dak in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible to survive a spear being shoved in your kidney. And I, I'm not sure if losing your spark is the same as killing you.
0: It looked like I it don't... didn't do good things to him.
1: No, because, because if you think about it, uh, Obnixilus lost his spark on Zendikar. Zendikar ripped his spark out of him. Yep. He was able to get it back, but he survived it being ripped out of him. Yep. I don't know how much of that was the fact he's a demon versus how much of the fact is you can just lose your spark. Yeah, But we also had uh, Venser, who gave his spark to Karn, that, that wound up sacrificing himself. But we don't know how much of him sacrificing, him dying because of it, resulted in him giving up his spark versus he was literally in the middle of the Phyrexian infestation and he immediately got dis- destroyed by the glistening oil. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of, you know, can you survive, can you not going on? And there's, like, I don't think any confirmation on it. Yeah. I mean, it's not very often you see a planeswalker get their spark, spark ripped out of them. We'll have to I see mean, like what the, old, with this. Yeah. the old school planeswalker sparks, you know, it was like 50 50 on whether or not losing your spark would kill you or not. I mean, Teferi. Teferi. Yeah, Teferi <laughs> survived, but a lot of other planeswalkers died when they gave up their spark. I mean,
0: not everybody so. can be Urza and have their head cut off and survive for a while.
1: Well, yeah, that's some little <laughs> thing, so. Yeah, Urza, headmaster. <laughs> Literally.
0: The best, the best joke ever, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This set's going to be interesting, and it's going to be gas, and we'll be talking about it next week. But, um, yeah. Trailer has over almost uh, 8 million views. So, it's doing okay right now.
1: As you do. As you do.
0: Which, I think at, when it was at, like, 5 million, it had more views than every previous trailer up to Kaladesh. Combined. Combined. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah
1: yeah it's a good trailer yeah there's a lot going on in that trailer there's a
0: lot of stuff
1: fan freaking tastic yeah also can I just point out I'm getting real sick of people talking about building super friends
0: oh yeah people
1: are gonna real though. sick of it like someone was talking today, and they're like, oh, for like, my birthday, so this person's gonna buy me a Sliver Queen. And I'm thinking, oh, well, Slipper Queen sweets coming they're like, yeah, I'm gonna use it to build five-color Super Friends in Commander. It's like, you don't use the $60 like, most expensive sliver there is as your Commander and not have it be a sliver deck.
0: Oh my god. Like... There's got to be cheaper five color legendaries, right? Like,
1: there are like multiple, uh, (laughs) like Child of Alara. Use the General Tazri.
0: Yeah, there you go. Just pick pick something. Like, just do what I do and put a card in your commander zone that is the color identity and never cast it. Like.
1: Use literally anything other than a sliver queen as your uh, planeswalker commander.
0: Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Hurts my soul, yo.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I just want them to save Liliana because she's awesome. And yeah. They can kill everyone 50-50. else.
1: 50 <laughs> 50.
0: You can see it going my way.
1: I mean i can i also think that ending her story as it is wouldn't leave that many loose threads
0: i don't disagree i don't agree but i don't disagree yeah (laughs)
1: like it would be just about as many loose threads as gideon no 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 yes you shut your mouth I agree that Liliana's a better character. But. (laughs) There is loose threads for everyone. Actually, Chandra has, like, no loose threads at all. Chandra's done. Right? She just, like, incinerated everyone who she didn't like. So she's good.
0: We can just pack her up. She's also... Honestly... The thing, though, is is that, like, the the three most popular Planeswalkers they have are Jace, Liliana, and Chandra.
1: Right, I know that. So,
0: like... Yeah.
1: Jace could also die.
0: He could. He is also the most popular Planeswalker.
1: I, I'm aware. He's the most popular Planeswalker because they made him the most popular Planeswalker.
0: That is actually not true, but okay.
1: Well, he didn't they decide that he was going to be their Mickey Mouse or whatever?
0: No. He was uh. just literally the most popular Planeswalker. So that's why they kept putting him in shit.
1: <laughs> uh
0: it, it's not some, like it's I've, not some grand scheme or anything where they're trying to shove jace down our throat it's actually like people like him
1: i feel like i've heard otherwise but
0: you, you feel like you've Reeple. heard otherwise from where
1: like other people talking about the whole thing like cuz there was this whole, i've heard this i've heard this brought up before where like yep. they brought in some sort of marketing people and the people were like okay you who's your mickey mouse and they're like well we don't have one Mm -hmm. and they're like well you should have one you need someone to be able to promote you need someone to be able to like put on your box and stuff and promote as your mickey mouse because iconic figures are what people connect to like you don't connect to disney you connect to mickey mouse Mm -hmm. You, you know and like they decided to do Jace, and then they decided at like way later on that like they went a little too overboard on Jace. They wanted Jace to be used less and stuff. But that is something that I have heard mentioned multiple times on other Magic related podcasts. Okay,
0: so. yeah, I don't know about that, and honestly, I would be. I think the Jace perception is actually just something that people are wrong about. <laughs> Like they they think they see him more than they he actually is around, and it's just like confirmation bias.
1: Yeah, maybe. But yeah. either way, I don't even I'm particularly
0: just, like, like Jace, so it's like whatever. Well, like, that's I'm the not thing. Like every
1: him. everything I've heard is like a lot of people like people love Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah. They don't like Jace as a character because he was ridiculously boring before Exolon. Like he, he was. I've heard
0: a lot of people be like, "Oh, I like him after Exolon."
1: Well, that's the thing. After Exelon, they liked oh, okay. him. Before Exelon, they hated him because he was boring and didn't have a character. Oh, he was yeah. blank.
0: See, like I was, I was entirely neutral on Jace up until I read his story for Origins, and then I hated him
1: because he was a whiny bullied kid. I just was
0: like, this character is incredibly uninter- uninteresting. And like before that, I liked Liliana. And I thought she was kind of cool. And then I read her story there, and I'm like, oh my god, she is amazing. <laughs>
1: See, but, like, the the whole thing with, like, yes, Jace is the most pop- popular character, yep. but <laughs> I legit think that they... I also, I feel like people think, the people like Jace a lot, just... Like, I think Jace the Mind Sculptor is a massive, massive reason why people like Jace as a character
0: so Not inc- Not incorrect. I, I would yeah. not disagree with that statement.
1: But, um, as a character's storyline-wise, I think you could actually end Jace's story on Ravnica, because it, it makes sense for multiple reasons. A, he is the living guild pack. Yo- just the yoink his bo-
0: spark and leave him there.
1: Or that. <laughs> I mean I mean yeah, he still have the guild pack magic in him. Yeah. So
0: Like he just but wouldn't like, be I'm, able to leave and let the place fall to pieces.
1: Yeah. So but like like he could die because he's the living guild pack and the living guild uh, the guild pack is literally what holds Ravnica together. So if if Ravnica is being destroyed, it would make sense that he would suffer greatly from that.
0: Yeah.
1: His current like almost he didn't have any like excess story stuff going on from his um, origins thing because yeah. he couldn't because he lost all of his goddamn memories. Yeah. They
0: talked about, I mean, like going back to Varin though is something I think that is very popular, like a very popular idea.
1: I think they want to do that, but they don't need to use Jace to do that in my opinion. Fair enough. And also having him die somehow involving his like pseudo loving relationship with Raska mm-hmm. would just be like a really big emotional impact moment. Sure. That I think would like that could like, because the entire thing is he's supposed to say the phrase that snaps Raska out to turn against Bolas. What happens if that's his dying word? Mm-hmm. Right. And suddenly she snaps out of it. She sees a dead Jace. She turns around and suddenly Bolas is a gigantic statue. Yeah. And Fibblethip standing on top of his (laughs) head.
0: Spoiler, that was the end. I'll be honest, I don't know much of the Ixalan storyline because it didn't involve Liliana.
1: I mean, fair. It Actually, it wasn't bad.
0: I heard that, but...
1: Like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think people got a little too thirsty at the thought of uh, half-gorgon babies running around with mind powers, but... Uh. You know... Yeah, fair enough. Angrath was actually pretty sweet.
0: A lot of people like him.
1: I don't understand why he's working for Bolus, but whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Who knows? We all got our reasons, I guess. Yeah. But I don't. Know. So that's going to be interesting. The trailer is awesome.
1: I, I I'm, I'm going to keep going on this. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. I really, really wish they would say what all walkers are on Bolas' side and what aren't. Maybe it's
0: fuzzier than you think.
1: Well, because Ang- we know Angrath is. Yep. Because Angrath literally makes the freaking zombies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, that is his activated ability. Kaya was brought in by him to assassinate the that, But yep. she has Eternals trying to kill her. Yeah. In her, like in Kaya's ghost form, yep. she's literally like running away from the Eternals as they're trying mm-hmm. to take her spark away.
0: omnixlus is uh like he's just kind of there. He's, he's like things. he's just there being a dick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's like he like found a freaking dove and he's lighting it on fire because he's an asshole.
0: Yeah. Like
1: like you know the Wanderers killing Eternals. Obviously, the Jastis League is anti-Eternal. Yep. Dovin is still on the side of Bolas because Dovin has Dovin is mentioned in, in Dovin's negate, whatever yeah. the hell it's called. He has a uh, flavor text that's arguing against Chandra and obviously Chandra's anti-Bolas. Well, unless
0: they just dislike each other. Cause like, I mean, how they do you, do, but... how do you like Soren and Nahiri? Like is Nahiri working for Bolas?
1: I think they're they just have their own thing going. I think on. they I think just that's... got
0: stuck there and they're just beating the shit out of each other because they hate each other. Like,
1: yeah, someone asked me, they're like, how did how did he get out of the out of the the rock? And so I have a theory about that, and that's um, there's a card called like activate the beacon or something, yep. light the planar beacon. Yeah, like basically, there's a planar beacon that. I think what happened is like it just pulled in a bunch of planeswalkers. Yep. Like the the com- the compulsion to go there was less. I'm curious what this is, and more I am literally compelled to go here. Yeah, and I think that was able to f- push through the mental agony that Sword was suffering through from having stone, like a literal stone iron maiden, <laughs> <laughs> like torturing his ass for who knows how long. I think that was able to break through the pain fog that he was in, so he was able to planeswalk yeah. out. There's
0: some, there's some bad blood going on there, but I'm, I guess, ha. but ha, 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 I didn't even mean for that. But ha, like they really, yeah, I think they're just kind of beating the living shit out of each other.
1: Some of the flavor text on that stuff is gas, though. Yeah, <laughs> like the one where uh, Soren sees Nahiri, and she's like, "So, you're out of the wall." <laughs> yeah, just. The most deadpan like sarcastic thing ever. That's my kind of humor. Yeah. Right? I'm just saying that is that is fantastic humor.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I haven't looked to see if Soren's Twitter account the Soren status Twitter account has updated yet, but I couldn't find he it. So. <laughs> he ain't no he, he ain't in the wall anymore. No. But
1: yeah. yeah, there's like there's as far as I can tell as right now there's very few planeswalkers that are actually on Bolus's side. The only one like that actually have their cart spoiled. That yeah. is, and like even Liliana's kind of confusing about that because she's literally called the Dreadhorde General, yep. but the trailer shows her turning against Bolus. So. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's that's also a thing that's expected to happen. You are gonna have planeswalkers that were like, "I am with Bolas, and they're like, "Nah, you are kind of insane." Just saying, yeah. Stop trying to murder me, please, dear God. Stop. <laughs> stop. Okay.
0: All right. Any other thoughts? What, I think wild speculation. I think that's it. I mean, by now. the time this episode goes out, we'll probably have all this will be irrelevant since we'll spoil more cards. And, and yeah we'll have like phase to
1: <laughs> we'll have like phase two of the story going on they're like now all this is happening it's like all right who the hell is this person sorry sorry can you please tell me who, the, who this random named person is yeah oh it's someone from with flavor text from 10 years ago cool all right i guess what do you mean, Fibblefit became a planeswalker?
0: Uh, all right. So you had you had an actual real topic you wanted to talk about today, didn't you? <laughs>
1: yeah, actually. Now that will now that we're beyond our banter topic. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty minutes later. All right. All right. So this is something that I have encountered twice now in the yep. past two days of playing. And I'm not really I think the way I worded it was I um people sideboarding wrong.
0: That was an easy way to say it. <laughs>
1: yeah. The way they're sideboarding is they're sideboarding because of how they lost and not why they lost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is an actual large difference for P- for someone who's actually willing to like think about it um the r- the first time this happened was I was playing against uh, a friend of mine David. Uh, I beat David game one because he was playing an aggro deck and he flooded mm-hmm. a lot yep. like when the game was over, he had three lands in hand and he had. Play the land every turn, and he had at least seven lands in play. Right, he flooded as an aggro deck. Yep. Went about as well as you expected. I ran him the hell over with uh, biogenic ooze. Mm-hmm. So for game two, uh, I go turn one Lanawar, turn two um, Wildgrowth Walker, and he goes turn three Deafening Clarion. So here's the thing about my deck. Yep. I don't really give a shit about deafening Clarion. Yeah,
0: you're, you're just like, okay, you killed that. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: it's like shrug. A lot of my stuff just has a lot of toughness. Yep, most
0: of them are X fours, actually.
1: Yeah, uh, my stuff that doesn't have a lot of toughness had some sort of value based trigger.
0: Yep. So, so now it's irrelevant.
1: <laughs> or I'm just casting six mana six sixes. Yeah which also does not give a shit about Deafening Clarion. Yeah. Right? And once it's all, like, as soon as he casts the Deafening Clarion, I'm like, that card is terrible against me. You should not have brought it in. <laughs> and I was, I think, I, w- I honestly felt like I was a little too harsh about it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, the way I said it, because I was just, I was so mind-boggled that it got brought in against me. Yeah. So, like, you know, we're going through, like, the post-sideboard stuff, and he shows me he brought in three deafening Clarion and two Settle the Wreckage. Now, Settle the Wreckage I can kind of get yeah, if we're exactly in a racing situation. But I still don't think it's right. Probably not. And and then I wound up beating him again because, you know, I just went bigger than all the stuff he was doing. Yep. And then... Uh, today I had an opponent also board and settle the wreckage against me when he was playing in the red the old red white angels deck. Huh. And I'm like, alright, sure, whatever. I guess this kind of makes sense. I don't think it's good against me, but like the best part is I was land screwed the whole game. Like I was stuck on four lands and I couldn't cast my spells. Yep. I served a two one um uh, Merfolk branch walker. Yep. And a, um, I think my, it was my da da, da 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 Golgari Fine Broker into him, and he settles me, and suddenly I have six lands, and I just run away with the game.
0: Uh,
1: it's like that. I, it's like that card all...
0: has a downside.
1: I know. So like suddenly, like <gasps> I'm suddenly able to cast my Vivian, and I'm just able to just spiral out of control because I actually hit my land drops, yep. and I didn't care that he settled the wreckage me because he had to sit there holding open 4 mana and wasn't developing his board. Yep. And then later on, the same person, he for game, at least for game 3, possibly earlier, he boards in Settle the Wreckage against his Esper Control opponent. Because his Esper Control opponent has um hostage taker and lyra's
0: yeah
1: like i feel as if people are way too focused on how they lost like you know in regards to the deafening clarions he lost to a creature that made a bunch of you know uh oozes tokens So he wants to board wipe up against that, even though he lost because he didn't put on enough pressure against me. And, like, it's the same thing for, like, boarding and settling against an Esper control opponent. Like, if they're actually turning Lyra sideways against you, they're probably winning. Yeah. No matter what you do. Probably not good for you. Like, and I really... Yeah, I don't i think the word that i use to describe this is like it's people sideboarding like they're still playing more casual magic
0: yeah
1: it's like you're playing kitchen you're playing at the kitchen table and your opponent is playing a deck with you know a bunch of like artifacts and stuff in it and suddenly you decide you're going to start main decking um dischance yeah because shake can blow up all your opponents, you know, artifacts stuff. Okay, like you're like, this is what I need. I'm gonna start main decking this, you know, because that's what I lost to. And I feel as if people are sideboarding along the same lines. They're like, well, this is what I lost to, and they're not thinking about, well, why did you lose yeah. to it?
0: What like, what is what is your opponent's deck doing? You know, is the question. Yeah, like, and and like, that's the I... the part you really have to keep focus with. I think with a lot of it.
1: Yeah, like in I I if I recall um David had wound up boarding out his War elves and a few other things against mm-hmm. me and I'm just like and because they're like bad top decks and whatever but I, and I'm trying to ex- and I explained to him like the thing about Llanowar elves against me is like yes it's a bad top deck later but it l- allows you to get ahead of me and that's the important yep. thing especially if you're on the play you know like if you can go Llanowar Elf into 3-drop, that's really freaking good. Yeah, and put pressure even, on. Like, yeah, even if I do the same thing, you know, if you're like Llanowar Elf 3-drop, and I'm like Llanowar Elf 3-drop, you sin- can still play some sort of interactive spell like a Lava Coil, mm-hmm. you know, kill my 3-drop, but suddenly you're way ahead. You know, you're still developing your board, which is super, super relevant in the matchup. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, if your turn 3 is Deafening Clarion, i untap and i cast a four drop or my own three drop or you know whatever you're just you're you're so behind on board that it doesn't matter that you board me because you're not winning because all of his own creatures die to the deafening Clarity. yep right and like and that's how he wins is just killing me before i get my late game going
0: yep yeah it'd be, you know It'd be the same thing if, like, um, you know, me playing Murder Kill or something, my opponent saw a bunch of, you know, uh, my Chupacabras and Grave Diggers and stuff like that. And they play, like, a board wipe to kill all their the lego creatures or something like that if they're in an aggro deck. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, that's not how I'm winning the game, like... <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, it would be like someone boarding in, like, Golden Demise against yeah, you. Yeah, like,
0: that would be, like, I would love it if somebody, you know, boarded in Golden Demise against me. Honestly, even Cry, like, that's better against me, but it's still, like, okay. Like, it, I mean, I played, it I played the only... in my main deck now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cry is only good against you if you're doing, like, the cute shenanigans of recurrent Gravedigger, recurring Gravedigger, yeah. right? Like, like, it's not... As impactful against you because that's not how you're actually going to win the game. Yep. Ideally, it's usually just gr- you have won the game that it's, way. It's
0: grinding it out until I can get something that actually does win the game. But
1: <laughs> yeah, an actual large threat. Yep.
0: But yeah, it's just like it's it is really easy to lose focus of that and see and say, well, why did I lose that game? Well, it's because my opponent attacked me with a bunch of tutus. You know, yeah. like when in reality you need to stop and and think about. what is my opponent's deck trying to do like what are they typically going to you know do to to beat me like what is their standard game plan like you know some of the some of the boarding stuff's really easy like you know the decks i played against my first board out was i boarded out my um eldest reborns and i boarded out my consumes and i boarded in cards that killed creatures like or more than one creature or were cheaper or stuff like that because I played against a bunch of aggro decks that had twenty creatures out there. Like, you yep. know, it's like like that stuff just doesn't do anything then. Whereas like I could get, if you know getting blinded or something that's like maybe my opponent um uh, yeah my mono white opponent killed me with that four four or whatever that could do something the locks it, on. The locks it on yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I can get them, you know, I could get them, uh, use my consume and gain life off of them or something like that. Well, that's still just not good. <laughs> you no. know, like,
1: it like yeah. to be fair, consume, they, it's not like they can actually sack a token to it. You do actually hit one of yeah, the larger things. Yeah, you do. Things, it
0: it but... is actually good and stuff like that. But, but against that, my opponent's deck, it's really easy to be like, consume. They're like, okay, sacrifice my 4-4, four, four, attack you with all my other creatures, you die. Like. No.
1: Attack you with these five creatures that all got a plus one plus one counter put on it by said four four
0: exactly. It just doesn't matter, like (laughs) 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 GG. But you know, we're but like that's one card in the entire deck, yeah. It's not the game plan. The game plan is to smack you in the mouth with 4,000 creatures, whether they're one ones or bigger because of the loxodon, like that's you know. How the deck plays so it's it's dialing back and looking at it from that little higher perspective a lot of times and it's you know looking at the um uh the forest instead of the trees you know
1: <laughs> yeah you know it's like i said it's exactly like you had said so it, you know when people are playing against murder kill yep. it's like well, why did I lose that game? Well, I got beat to death by a bunch of tutus. Yeah. So,
0: he he, he cast why... 15 times.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that's not why you did, yeah. you lost. You did, not, you did not lose because of the tutus. That is how you lost. Those happens to just be the method of which
0: you yeah. died. The reason you lost the game yeah. is because I killed all your shit and drugged the game out. Like, yeah. and I beat you on resources. Like, that's how the deck wins. So, you know, the plan is, is then, well, I need to either run you over or figure out a way to, you know, beat you on those resources. Yeah. Which is why Mono Blue does really well against me. <laughs>
1: yeah, because they're like, you're like, I'm going to cast a four mana spell to kill your one drop, and you're, they're like, one mana spell to counter Yeah, it.
0: and then I'm like, sweet, I just paid four mana for a two-two. <laughs> <laughs> Womp womp. Like, and g- I've been getting my g- ass beat g- every turn before that, so.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, this... It's something that... To just take that next step and actually becoming a good Magic player... Like, sideboarding is just one of the most complicated things in magic.
0: Oh, yeah. I am literally... still not good at it.
1: It's literally why they did Duo Standard for the Invitational. Yeah. Like they literally, like it. They literally came out and said, like sideboarding is a very, very complex thing, and they basically didn't want to confuse new viewers. Which I, I'm not throwing any shade for yep. that. That is a perfectly valid reason yep. because the people who did these sideboardings have been playing Magic for years. Yeah,
0: and they're good.
1: Actual years. Yeah. One's been like one's been playing like the one of the. Not not David, but the other one has literally been playing Magic for like over ten years. Yeah. Still, do, like, still did this whole sideboarding yeah. mistake.
0: It's it's so easy to get blinded. Even people who are really good at Magic and get blinded. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so, it's, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to throw shade here or anything like that. Like, you know. no. I, I we make mistakes sideboarding. I make way more when I play. Like, that's why I, I mean, play I... best of one. <laughs>
1: I I always make the exact perfect sideboard. Yeah, right. I don't know what you're talking about. I I would actually like to point out something mm-hmm. that made me really proud of myself today. Okay. In my round three match, mm-hmm. I boarded in two of my four duresses because those two duresses were better than two of the car, the two cards I wanted to board out. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I didn't need to. I that duress as a whole wasn't that good, and I didn't want to play all four. <laughs> Next leveling that Next shit. Next level shit, man. Just because you board in one copy doesn't need you need to board in all the copies. Yep.
0: Actually, I I mean I did that where I trimmed down like one copy of something like that. I mean I talked about my um uh, my game three against my burn burn matchup. I ended up losing and everything, but I'm still not sure if the boarding decision was right. I'll be honest with that. But I'm uh mm-hmm. like game two I did my standard board plan which was pull out two elders reborn, pull up my consumes and board in like, I can't remember. What it was like Kaya cast down. I think I boarded in twilight profit for that matchup. And then like a contempt or something like that. But like just a bunch of stuff that does things. Um, yep. Which by the way, getting uh twilight profit online against, against burn is good. Uh, <laughs> it's just getting to that point. Violin. Um, but game three, then I cut um, one of my playcrafters crafters and one other card. I can't recall what it was right now, but it was like a more expensive card of some sort um, and, and put in my consumes again, just for, for the life gain, because if I'm going to be playing a bad edict, I might as well be playing a bad edict that gains me life.
1: Which is valid. Yeah,
0: it's not the worst thing, not the best thing either. But, like, because, I mean, I'm not casting Plague Crafter and sacrificing another creature for value, like, uh,
1: against that deck. No, not in that not matchup. Not in that matchup. So, it's just like... You, you're never going to have that much mana, yeah, right? exactly. And it's not like you need it as a hedge against some sort of Planeswalker that's going to pop in uh, out of nowhere. Nope.
0: nope. So, I was like, ah, this is probably right. And in worst case scenario, I can cycle it, I guess, if it's... You, yeah. yeah, if I have to, <laughs> by that point, I'm probably already dead. Uh, <laughs> so but, but like you know, trimming, trimming down some of those because I did l- kind of want to have the extra kill a little bit and stuff like that. you know, you always need the extra kill. I think I boarded out a grave digger, actually as weird as
1: that sounds. Uh, see, to you, it sounds weird. To me, it's like, yeah, all right. I mean, because it's
0: so slow is the problem. Yeah, like I can make especially in that yeah, match. and that matchup is just too slow. Like I like having the some of the Grave Digger package in there just so I can be like make blockers and stuff a little bit to do things. But honestly, if I'm recurring Grave Diggers in that match, I'm probably losing losing the game.
1: I mean, that's I use that same metric for uh, a lot of my sideboarding yep. where it's like I, you know, I'm the deck I'm playing is literally a pod yep. deck. Vanifar is my pod. Yep. And I'm just like, I just trim on Vanavars because she's too slow. It's like, if I'm using her, I'm tapping her, so it's not like she's a blocker.
0: And I'm
1: not, yeah, if I'm not using her, why am I playing a four mana 2-4?
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Like, I don't have the time to mess around with it. Even though being able to tutor up my, you know, pieces are really, really useful, I need to be able to win through other means, you know? It's like, that's why I cut, you know, the cute stuff like, uh, uh, I forgot her name now. Tishada?
0: Oh, yeah. The, Tishada. yep. That's the one.
1: Yeah, the, the seven mana elf chick, or merfolk chick. She's seven? right? She's like seven mana. Oh, she is seven mana.
0: <laughs> the one from Dominaria?
1: No. Oh,
0: yeah, you're thinking, okay, yeah.
1: You're thinking, yeah, t- thinking Tatyoba. Yeah, I'm,
0: like, I'm like, that seems like a weird cut. The I'm other, thinking
1: but, uh, Voice of yeah, Thunder that, or whatever that, that, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets cut a lot. I also do cut Tatiova a lot. Because Tatiova's, I'm like, do I really want to play a 5-mana 3-3? Yeah, that,
0: I. that's understandable. Like, some matchups she that could be decent. Be really good. Where, there's some matchups where it's like, you play that and your opponent's like, kill you. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. You know. But, I you don't know.
1: Especially because you never actually want to cast her on turn 5. You want to cast her on turn 6 and play a land so you can draw a card and gain yeah. a life. It's like... Alright, so I just played a 6-mana, 3-3 three, three Elvish Visionary.
0: Sweet. Seems, please, don't seems <laughs> P- please, please don't
1: kill it. Please <laughs> don't kill it.
0: Yeah, there are literally games where you're, like, if you play that card, your opponent's just like,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. But Like, it's really good against control, and in grindy matchups, but so is 90% of my deck. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> All I want to do is play grindy matchups that aren't control matchups. Mm. I'm, I'm so, in a weird way, I'm kind of sad that I haven't ran into a control deck yet with the. Uh, uh, when I was playing Murder Kill. Because I really wanted to try the, the transformational sideboard. Air quotes, yeah, transformational there's only like sideboard.
1: One, there's only one person who's actually playing control right yeah. now. And I. Like, there's basically one control deck bouncing around, and it's just kind of like, okay.
0: And like half the sideboard is dedicated to deal with that matchup. Yeah. Over half. (laughs) Over
1: half. It's like 11 cards. Eight. Yeah,
0: Yeah, probably about 11. It's absurd. But (laughs) I don't know. Like, I just want to see how, because we've only done it once. We played one best of three game or something like that, and it worked. But,
1: exceptionally. But, uh,
0: but obviously, that is not a super good sample size. Says you. Says it, yeah.
1: You got your control opponent to board back in their cry of the Carnariums against oh, you. Oh, yeah, we
0: did, didn't we?
1: Like, that alone is a victory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, cool. Thanks.
0: <laughs> uh, you just watch, man. Murder Kill's going to be great. I mean, it's fun.
1: It's fun it's fun for i would actually want to go I'm sorry oh uh,
0: no what were you saying
1: i was i actually want to go back to something that you oh, okay, said yeah uh, about the how like you decided for game three that you actually wanted the consumes instead of the play crafters. yeah that's another thing that i don't see people doing enough is like for game three realizing that they sideboarded wrong Or realizing that you want a different configuration if you're on the player of the draw and re-sideboarding for game three. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm like the only person who does that most (laughs) of the time. Where it's like, oh, my opponent actually had this card and suddenly my disdainful strokes have become really good. So it's like I want to board in my disdainful strokes now. Or it's like, oh, my opponent actually, you know, has this you know, when I was playing Drake's, or not yeah, Drake's. My, and suddenly, it's like, oh, my opponent has this creature left in this tutu. So suddenly my shocks are good yep. again. Or my opponent boarded in this tutu, or like, you know, yeah.
0: It's
1: like I feel like I just want a little, a tiny bit of extra reach. So I just want a shock or something. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. I, I'll be honest, I did not consider player draw at all when I made my decision. Um,
1: I feel like player draw is. People mention it being important way more than it actually is.
0: That's my opinion of it. I tend to not really think about it too hard. Like, honestly, with this deck, I probably have thought about more than I normally do. Like, I have, like, mm-hmm. the deck, weirdly, is is okay being on the draw. Actually kind of prefers it, I think. Um, even though I always take the play if I can. But, like, yeah. it's just, it, it's it's really weird like that was not a consideration at all like my consideration was just like the last two games like i think i just wanted to tweak my cyber because i'm like the last two games this is what you know uh it was always a life race because i was playing against burn and i'm like the the one mana difference between those cards isn't going to matter you know that i swapped out yeah. everything or the zero mana difference with gravedigger and stuff like that. And honestly, the reason I did poorly in those games was not because... Uh, I don't believe because of my sideboard choices. It was because of my... Uh, I cl- I kept hands that were just too slow. And I probably should have been a little more aggressive on my mulligans.
1: Probably, I, I should, I think I, I should
0: have sh- aggressively more... Not not aggressively, but I should have mulliganed a little... Been a little more willing to mulligan because I really needed to hit either uh, moment of cravings or my... Uh, cries yeah and i was just not and i mean like that.
1: the thing about mulliganing to a cry of the carnarium is cry of the carnarium will catch you up from a mulligan yeah. so as a result of that mulliganing to it is actually beneficial yep. it's the same principle as mulliganing to a late line yep. right yep like if you hit the late line it's gas if you don't hit the late line you're probably boned, that's yes, right
0: <laughs> yeah it's just and I, that was where i think i made my I made the, the wrong choices there. So, yeah, like, you know, it's, yeah. Magic's a learning game for every little piece and stuff. So it's, and I got a lot of places I need to prop up so I can always pick something up, but.
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that's always like annoyed me about the whole like, well, on the play you want this, on the draw you want this, is I always feel like they focus too much on, like, the minuscule BS, right? Yeah. Where they're like, well, on the play, you probably want one more negate and one less spell pierce because yada, yada, yada. It's like, and, as... <laughs> and, and like, listening to that, it's like, I think being on the player draw should impact how you play much more than it should impi- impact what you play. Fair enough. Like... Unless you have some sort of like weird, you know, pseudo transformational sideboard where you could just board in like a shit ton of one toughness, one power creature or one drop creatures, yeah. and it's like I just want to put on a lot of pressure before my opponent can cast their Kaya's Wrath or something like yep. that. That makes sense to mm-hmm. a degree, right? It's like suddenly you can hold open like on your turn four, you can cast the one drop and hold open. Your unbreakable formation to counter their Kai's Wrath, as to where if you hold, if, uh, if you cast nothing on turn three, your opponent untaps, goes turn four, Kai's Wrath. It's a lot, you know, you don't want to not cast anything on turn three because you're an aggro deck, yeah. but you don't want to, like, play into it. Like, it should more impact how you play and less about what you yeah. play. And, like, I think that's just, like, the, a big thing that people don't realize is you need to play differently. If you're on the player draw, unless play di- ca- play different cards, like um, this is something that I saw come up a lot when I was actually playing mono blue, where like I'd play the mono blue mirror against someone, and you know, I have the option on turn one of going like cast a one drop or hold open spell pierce, and I would always hold open spell yeah. pierce, and that won me a lot of games that I probably should have lost. <laughs> Because, you know, my opponent's like, this is what I'm doing. It's like, yep. As, you know, on the same thing, like, I'm on the play, and I'm like, thing, go. And my opponent's like, dude, go. And I'm just like, suit this thing up with a curious obsession, sir. Yep. Like, I am suddenly so far ahead because they decided exactly. to do that. And, I mean, that's it's no guarantee that they had a spell piercing in hand anyways, but I think representing it actually might be better. Oh, yeah, I
0: think so. Like... I mean, sometimes it's just better, and sometimes it's like, you know, if if I'm in that position, like, I just have to go for it most of the time, so it'd be like, yeah. whatever, like, you got it, and <laughs> I'm just going to have to run into it a bunch of times.
1: Uh, Alright, well, I think, I saw my random little things that have popped in my head now, so. I don't know if you got something No, nope, that's,
0: that's pretty good. I think we um uh, we really hit a, a single point of sideboarding pretty hard there, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> we went deep on a very specific thought. Yeah. And then we had a lot of tangents. And then came back to the yep. thought.
0: Bringing the, bring the <laughs> shit right around, baby, right around. But, <laughs> yeah. So, oops, sorry, I'm getting some work text. Okay. But, yeah. You got anything else you want to bring up or
1: uh let's see. We talked about the murder of a bunch of planeswalkers, yep, we talked about sideboarding, we talked about people sideboarding terribly. Yep. uh um, yep. um, yeah, no question mark? Okay. Honestly, like Oh, sorry. I oh. have one. I have okay. one. Something that actually kinda of bothers okay. me. All right. Now I need you need you to bear with me. Okay. On this, one. this one's it's a little it's a little weird.
0: I'll f- okay, I'll try to hold out. We'll see. All
1: right, all right. I think they screwed up on Fibblethip's art because he doesn't look like the actual Fibblethip and totally lost. Okay. He's too blue. Okay. His mouth is the wrong shape. It doesn't have the gigantic, massive, semi probably inappropriate lips and he looks he is like a actual like pseudo gut i think and i don't think the original art has that so okay i'm doing all this from memory in my head right now
0: i haven't pulled it up but
1: i don't think that the actual Fibblethip card looks like the actual fiblethip art
0: okay which is funny but it's like
1: all of his art in like all of his little hidden things like in Captive Audience yep. and all that all look like the original totally lost yep. art and I don't think that his new art looks like yeah. totally lost Some of it
0: has to do with the lighting that was chose for it I think it gives it Probably. gives that different like tinge I'm not sure it yeah, looked little, weird it looked weird to bluish. me too but... Okay yeah. good talk
1: Yeah I just want to put yeah. that out there because that's not really a, a category for our review. That'd be like, all right, most art that probably shouldn't look like what it does. <laughs> we'd,
0: we'd probably hit it somehow. But I'm trying. Oh. When do we, when do we when do we talk about the cards? We got what two weeks?
1: I uh, three. It's the weekend of the pre release, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Or is the weekend before the pre release? Something like
0: that. We'll look. I don't know.
1: It's either next week or the week I'm excited, week I'm excited oh, to talk wow. about these cards. So. I'm excited. There's We need to figure out what the hell we're doing for that also. Three-parter. Are we doing card-by-card <laughs> card again? Are we doing categories? I don't know.
0: But if people have like, opinions, they could let us know by sending yeah. an email to thelocometa at gmail.com or on Twitter at like PC.
1: Are we like going to dedicate an entire episode to just talking about each and every individual planeswalk?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I care about them that much.
1: But they're planeswalks.
0: Okay, good then. job. <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: Like that mana cost on, on Nicol Bolas. It's a lot of black pips there. Yeah.
0: All right. To finish up my little spiel, thelocometa.com. You can get everything there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> discord all that john anything else
1: uh patreon we have it you don't have to give us money we don't expect it but it exists
0: i have to get that link in or i think i put the link in on the local so you can find it there in our link section all yeah. right sweet
1: it's everything right twitter email local com. yep SoundCloud.
0: <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Sweet. We, we know what we're doing. I promise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, there's there's like a stampede of cats above my head right now. So I'm like wondering what the hell's going on up there. Okay. So. Well,
0: we'll let you get off to that. And for everyone else, we will catch you next time.
1: See ya.